Whether it's the little daily scuffles of just life with kids or in the in the most traumatic things, we can choose what we focus on. And instead of me wondering, what if, what could we have done different, you know, whatever, and the enemy loves to bring doubt into our minds, as women especially, I choose to focus on how good God is and how faithful He is and all the blessings. Hi, you're listening to the Zantower Podcast. Hi, my name is Zan Tyler, and this podcast is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. Homeschooling is an exciting adventure we take with our children. One of the most challenging parts of this journey is choosing the curriculum you want to use. BJU Press Homeschool is a curriculum you can trust. All the books, resources, and videos have been designed with you and your child in mind. Their curriculum is educationally robust and rich, taking into account that children have different learning styles, strengths, and needs. Mom, you are in charge. BJU Press Homeschool is here to come alongside and support you. Do you need help with the teaching load or is there a subject you just don't want to teach? Their amazing video courses are available for all grades and almost every subject. BJU Press Homeschool believes that homeschooling can produce a new generation of students who know God, love their neighbors, and stand firm in their faith. For more information, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com. What a joy to welcome my dear friend Nancy Manos to the Zan Tyler podcast this morning. Nancy is a veteran homeschool mom who has graduated two daughters from her homeschool. She and her husband James live in sunny Gilbert, Arizona, and are the happy grandparents to two adorable grandboys. Together, they served on the board of Arizona Families for Home Education for 13 years, and Nancy was the executive director for three and a half years. We share the same passion for encouraging and equipping parents in their homeschool adventures. So it's my pleasure to welcome Nancy. Welcome. It's so good to be here. Oh, my goodness. It is so good to have you here with me today, Nancy. One of the great joys in my life is having you as a friend and encouraging me in my own joy journey. So you can tell the theme of today is going to be finding and keeping joy. And and that's really um, right up Nancy's alley. So before we get started on the joy topic, Nancy, share with us your homeschooling story, how you and James got into the homeschooling world to begin with. Sure. Well, it was an amazing thing. We were living in Minnesota and our girls were about one and three years old. And we met this family at church that had boys that were a couple years older than ours, and we noticed something really unique about their family. They got along. The boys were super respectful. You could tell they loved being together. And then what I really noticed was these young boys would talk to us. How are you today, Mrs. Manos? You know, and they would engage with people of all ages. And that kind of piqued my interest to start with. And then as James and I started talking about it, we realized that God had given us these children. And even if we put them in someone else's care eight hours a day, we were still accountable to God for raising them and how much easier it would be if they were actually with us all day. And so that's kind of how we got started. Well, that is so exciting. So tell us quickly how long you homeschooled your two girls. We homeschooled from preschool through high school, and 
never had any other ideas or um, even interest in not homeschooling all the way through high school. Okay, so that's a topic for another day. What kept you homeschooling through those? What can often be difficult homeschooling years from the outside looking in, but really can be the best years when you're actually homeschooling. So, Nancy, you and I both treasured our homeschooling journey and the time we had with our children, which is why we're still both working in the homeschooling community now that we're retired homeschooling moms. But we both also know that homeschooling does not come without a lot of challenges and hard times, and it can be overwhelming. And all of a sudden, this adventure, which started out so so wonderful, is now overwhelming and challenging, and the joy begins to subside. So how does joy, how do you find joy in the midst of the overwhelm in homeschooling? It's such a good question. I think when we start homeschooling, we have these fairy tale dreams of how wonderful it's going to be. And, you know, we're still us and our kids are still human. And so we have to deal with the messes and the difficulties of life. But if we remember why we're homeschooling, you know, this, we, we made a decision to bring our kids home. And there, that reason is what's going to kind of sustain us throughout the good times and the challenging times. And joy, I feel like, is a gift. It's a gift to strengthen us. It's a gift that's like the fuel in your tank that gives you the energy and the ability to go the distance. Um, but I think really remembering your why, remembering why you chose to homeschool, what you want to accomplish in raising your kids to know and follow the Lord, to discover their gifts and abilities and talents and, um, you know, keep your focus on the end game. And that makes getting over those daily challenges a little bit easier. And, you know, that is such great advice. When I first started homeschooling, the one person I knew in the world who homeschooled, who was Dr. Moore, uh, told me I should write down my reasons and my whys for homeschooling and read that as often as I needed to. And these are in, this was in the days of paper, you know, no internet. And I can remember I wore that paper out. I mean, it was threadbare, so I no longer have it. I'd give anything to have that first, um, first homeschool document I ever wrote. <laughs> but it's very good advice to remember the whys. So how do you often say that joy is an anchor for our souls and our lives? And I remember that. I try to take that to heart. Uh, it can be hard in the daily grind of life, but you say that joy can help you stay motivated as you homeschool your kids. Tell me how that works. Yeah, so I find that, you know, happiness is kind of dependent on our circumstances, on the things happening around us, but joy like I said, is a gift to strengthen us. It is that anchor. And um, I think when we focus on the challenges, the difficulties, the messes, the whiny children, the bad attitudes, yours and theirs, um, that it's really easy to make that be bigger. But if we focus on the good and the beautiful things and the... Um, blessings, and all of the things that we are accomplishing, the successes and victories that we are having, that we really can find joy in the midst of even the most difficult days. 
You know, it reminds me of this quote um, that I think about all the time. It was from Harriet Beecher Stowe's brother, who was a pastor back in the 1800s. Can't remember his name. But the quote is, the mother's heart is the child's classroom. And that's why this topic of joy is so important, because if we don't have joy, we can bet that our kids are not going to have joy in homeschooling. So, Nancy, you are one of the most truly joyful people I have ever known. And I don't mean just focusing on the power of positive thinking, but this internal joy that you have. So before we go any further, I'd love for the people listening today to hear your story, because it's easy to look at you and think, okay, Nancy's so joyful because she's obviously not had the struggles I've had, or she's not had a hard life, or she's not homeschooling anymore. So I want you to take us back to 2017 and tell us about um, the situation in your life, and your family that really would have threatened most people's love relationship with joy. Sure. You know, I love sharing this part of our story um, because it really demonstrated to us the goodness and faithfulness of God. So I'll go back a little bit earlier. In 2008, we had um, an incident where we became aware that our youngest daughter um, in her teens was dealing with anxiety and depression and was having some suicidal thoughts. And we got into counseling and we did all the things that we needed to do. And in 2017, um, depression really became too big for her. And um, in spite of counseling and in spite of prayer and her own walk with the Lord, um, she took her life. And it was the most traumatic, devastating thing that James and I have experienced in our marriage, in our family, in our lives. And what we found was God was exactly who we always knew him to be. And we, you know, so many families are destroyed by trauma and tragedy and difficulty. And um, we found peace in turning to God at this terrible time. And our marriage, we drew closer. Um, But what we found was you can have sorrow and you can have joy at the same time. And so on those days when I was crying buckets of tears and really missing her and wishing it was different, we found that um, the peace of God is a very real presence and we could turn to him and he walks with us. And so I have found throughout my homeschool years, but especially in this really devastating experience, um, that God is true and he is good and he is faithful and he walks beside us. and. I found joy in the midst of that most difficult time. You know, it's so interesting because we get to choose what we focus on. And it's now the five-year anniversary of her death. But I can look back and I can remember what a beautiful person she was. And all those homeschool years we had together, we have so many memories and special times. That you wouldn't have had had you not homeschooled. Exactly. And so I just think whether it's the little daily scuffles of just life with kids or in the in the most traumatic things, we can choose what we focus on. And instead of me wondering, what if, what could we have done different, you know, whatever. And the enemy loves to bring doubt into our minds as women, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I choose to focus on how good God is and how faithful he is and all the blessings 
So, um, I, yeah, I hope that's helpful. Yeah, thank you for sharing that story because we do often, too often, associate joy with our circumstances. And that's not joy. Joy, I, I love what you say that you found God to be who you had always known Him to be in the midst of your worst tragedy. So, all right. So with people having that background, tell us what are some practical ways a parent can cultivate joy? Oh, I love this. So I love the practical application. We can talk about joy all day, but if you don't know how to find it and keep it, it's just an ethereal concept that does us no good. Um, One thing that I find really beneficial is order promotes peace. And that has been a theme or a motto of my life. But I, you know, it isn't that we live in perfect, pristine homes that a magazine could come photograph, you know, we live with our children. And so it's going to be messy. And there's lots of paper and craft supplies and science experiment things and school books and all of that. But when we have a place for things, we can put things back. When um, we have a sense of order in our home, it removes some of the chaos and stress. And so I just love, you know, look for simple ways that you can create order. What is the thing that's bothering you the most? Is it the pile of papers on your kitchen counter? Deal with that one thing. And it's amazing how peace will kind of come back in. And then also get your kids involved in, you know, do a 10 minute tidy up each day. Or, you know, put some music on, put a timer on, everybody cleans up as much as they can in 10 minutes, um, that kind of thing. And then, you know, have your kids put their school things away at the end of the day so you know where to find them tomorrow. Because there's nothing that'll get a, a day off to a bad stop, start more than, well, one, not starting with prayer and a good attitude, but not being able to find your math book or your pencils or whatever you need for the day. That's great advice. (laughs) I wish I had listened to this podcast like when I started homeschooling in 1984. (laughs) I'd have been a better person and a better homeschool mom. Oh, boy. Listen, uh, while I was sitting here looking through um, some of your notes from your your talk, your presentation you do on joy, I love one of the things you say, don't dig up in doubt what you've planted in faith. And I think um, just in terms of peace, just like you were talking about that sense of order gives us peace, that continuing to walk in faith and not keeping our eyes on the waves in the storm, in the ocean, like Peter, when we sink. Um, So I really appreciate that. One of the other things you talk about is getting outside. So could you tell us how that promotes joy? Well, sunshine, vitamin D, fresh air, enjoying God's creation. You know, whether it's just go out in your yard or go for a walk around the block or include, you know, educational things like do a nature study, go on a nature walk, um, you know, whatever it is, there's something about moving our bodies, about enjoying fresh air, about really paying attention to God's creation. But just moving and breathing can make a huge difference. I think as moms, we don't always put ourselves in a place of taking care of ourselves. We take care of everybody else first. Mm -hmm. And then we can be worn out from not eating right and not, you know, 
just taking care of ourselves in general. But it's amazing what a 10-minute break outside will do for everybody's attitude. That's exactly right. That being outside, I've never been an outdoors person until I married my husband, and he still has to kick me outside sometimes. It really does. It's amazing what it does for your eternal and internal happiness. Um, one other thing you talk about is being a joy hunter. So tell me what that means. Oh, I love this phrase, be a joy hunter, so much. I was introduced to the idea from my friend Heather Hopped, and she would say, you know, when everybody's kind of squabbling or, uh, you know, there's strife in the house or people are daydreaming and not getting their schoolwork done or whatever, it's a good idea to take a break and look for what is going right. Because if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling, um, you know, the kids are squabbling with one another, or everybody's a little stressed out, like we all have those days where you can just feel the tension in your home. But we can look for beauty, we can train ourselves to cultivate joy and gratitude. I think they're kind of partners. When we're grateful, we feel joyful. So some questions that you can ask your kids on those days are, what can we be thankful for right now? And then I love this one. In what way has God met our needs? And then what is going right in our homeschool? Or what is something that made you smile today? And so we just get to train ourselves to focus on things we're grateful for versus the whining child, the fighting siblings, the mess in the kitchen, whatever it is. So, Nancy, in addition to joy and many other things, you do a workshop on hands-on learning. And, uh, and we have talked together about how we feel like variety in our homeschooling brings joy and hands-on learning is definitely one of those things. So do you have any tips or techniques you could give moms on regardless of what curriculum they're using, uh, how to implement uh, hands-on learning? Oh, definitely. I love that, you know, sometimes we feel like just getting through the curriculum is all we can handle. And we kind of tend, at least if you're like me, think about, oh, it's too much work to add in some hands-on learning fun. But if you can get your kids engaged in multisensory activities that are engaging and applicable, where it's not just reading a textbook and writing answers, but they're actually building something or making something or teaching someone else how to do something, then they're learning in a really meaningful way. And so you can incorporate motion-based activities. Like, you know, if you've got those wiggly learners that like that can't sit still in a seat, have them march around or bounce a ball or, you know, there's all sorts of ways that they can be physical while they're learning. I have a free handout on my website that lists a whole bunch of hands-on learning activities, but I think any time you can add motion, um, crafts, experiments where the kids are doing something that has a multi-sensory aspect to it, it's going to stick in their brain better. It's going to be something that they really internalize and have fun learning, and then they're going to want to learn more. 
you know, that's exactly right. And I know for you that having a love of learning has been particularly important for you as you've raised your girls. So is there anything else uh, while we're talking that you can think of that causes children to have a love for learning or joy in their learning? I think it starts with mom or dad, if the dad is the homeschool parent, but it really starts with us. If we roll out of bed and we're already not looking forward to the day and we don't enjoy our children, they're not going to enjoy it either being with us. And so I think it's about setting our heart and our mind, spending time with the Lord. But if we choose to enjoy our children to look them in the eye and let them know that we love them and we like them and that the learning process is what is our job. Like this is what we're doing in this season of life and it's worth the time. And so if we can make it fun, it's going to be more enjoyable for us and it's sure going to be more enjoyable for our kids. Boy, that is absolutely the truth. Um, it, it really does start with us. Um, okay, so I want to ask you another question, and that is just about protecting our homeschooling time. Tell us why that's important and how that can contribute to our sense of joy and well-being. Well, I love the Bible verse that says, little foxes spoil the vine. There are so many things that want to steal our time and peck away at our attention. And, you know, now we carry around in our hand on our phone distractions that come 24-7, whether it's social media or email or apps of whatever variety that you use. But there's all sorts of things that want to distract us. Um, even things in our home like laundry and prepping dinner, that things that need to be done, they can pull your attention away. And also we can have friends and family members that think, oh, you're homeschooling, you're free, let's go do lunch, would you babysit my kids, you know, things like that. But what I have found is that if you don't esteem and value your homeschool time, your kids won't, and others won't either. Um, I think what we're doing in raising and educating our children is one of the most important investments that we are making, and guarding our time is our responsibility. Nobody else is going to do that for us. And so if it's that you turn your phone off and set it aside, if it's that you make a plan, the kids are going to listen to an audio book or they're going to, you know, whatever project you have for them, well, that's when you're going to throw something in the crock pot. Like be organized and make a plan so that you are focused on learning time during your homeschool time. Well, that is, that is so powerful. And I would say distracting, being distracted is one of the easiest things to be as a mom, and it can be the deadliest to your homeschool day. Um, Nancy, you have also talked about uh, if we want our garden to grow, if we want our children to grow, then we need to water that ground with words, with life-giving words. Yeah, I love the picture of, you know, you're like a gardener when you're raising children. And what we are doing is we're sowing seeds that others may water, and we may not even see the fruit necessarily of the seeds that we plant in our kids. But we have to be mindful that what we plant today is going to bear fruit in the future. And so, 
you know, we have to look out for weeds that want to sneak into our garden, things like conflict and strife, complaining, discouragement, things that will steal our joy. And then we want to speak life into our children. We want to model godly, you know, behavior and um, holiness, really, in how we behave, because they're watching us. And so how we respond to difficulties, how we deal with our frustrations, we're teaching our children how to deal with those as well. But I just love thinking about I'm pouring into my children's future. Yeah, that's powerful. So let's um, start wrapping up with this thought, because what you just said leads into this. You, uh, we've often talked together about the importance of having an eternal perspective when we homeschool. So tell me what that means to you. Oh, well, just remembering on a day-by-day, minute-by-minute sometimes um, process where you're reminding yourself that what I'm doing isn't, yes, I want my children to succeed. I want them to be have godly character and to have wisdom and you know, be smart, but it's more about, I want them to follow the Lord. I want them to know him personally. And so while I'm teaching math and science and grammar and geometry, I'm also teaching them about the Lord. And so I, I just love to think with the end in mind, what do I want to have accomplished when I am done with my homeschool years? That helps me make better choices today. And just knowing that it's, it's more than just academics at home. It really is a life of learning to follow the Lord, to love Jesus, to be kind to others, you know, all of those things. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. Let me ask you as we close, and you may have covered this with the little foxes verses. Do you have a favorite verse other than that in regards to homeschooling? I do. My very favorite verse, I kept it on a post-it note throughout my homeschool days, um, is Proverbs 15.2. And this is from the Living Bible. I love this version. It says, a wise teacher makes learning a joy. Oh, what a great note to end on. Well, I cannot thank you enough for being here with us today, being a guest on the podcast. Can you tell people how they can find you? Sure. I have a website at nancymanos.com. And I think your um, listeners may enjoy. I have some free downloads on my resources tab, including one that is 30 Days of Restoring Joy in Your Homeschool. Has some practical ideas and some cards you can cut out. And there's some other things there that they can just enjoy. But um, And then I've got a blog and some homeschool articles as well that may be encouraging. Well, Nancy, thank you again so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this was encouraging and inspiring for you. If you would like more information, you can find me at zantyler.com. Until next time, see you later.